What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the JT Sports Podcast. I'm your host, JT. Leave a like, comment, subscribe to the channel if you're watching on YouTube. Listen to the podcast. We're available on all podcasting platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your podcasts from, you can find the JT Sports Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at JT Sports underscore and on Twitter at JT Sports underscore underscore. On this episode, I'm going to be talking to you guys about why Kenny Pickett will break out this season for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Will Aaron Rodgers disappoint with the New York Jets? And why the Detroit Lions are getting so much hype going into the upcoming NFL season? Let's start off with Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett gets a lot of unfair criticism and I get really agitated defending Kenny Pickett every time I talk to a Ravens fan a Cincinnati Bengals fan or even a Browns fan they always say man the Steelers ain't going nowhere because y'all got a trash quarterback Kenny Pickett is the worst quarterback in the AFC North and I don't really understand why people use the whole Kenny Pickett being the worst QB in the division argument against him because he's in a division with Joe Burrow, who is the second best quarterback in the NFL right now, Lamar Jackson, who is a top five, top 10 QB in the league right now, and Deshaun Watson. So Kenny Pickett, of course, he's going to be the worst of the worst quarterback in the division right now because he's not as established as those other quarterbacks. He still has to prove himself. And when you look at his rookie season, it wasn't that bad. You see a lot of people on Twitter, what they do is they go and they look at Kenny Pickett's stats and they see seven touchdowns and nine interceptions and they say, oh, Kenny Pickett's a bum. He's a scrub. He's not good, JT. He has more interceptions than touchdowns. And when people go off the stats when it comes to judging Kenny Pickett's rookie season, that's how I can tell a lot of those folks are either extremely biased or or they weren't watching the Pittsburgh Steelers last year because if you watched Kenny Pickett last season, he improved every single game he played. And the majority of his interceptions came his first month as a starter in October. He threw three interceptions against the New York Jets and the Miami Dolphins, and he threw one interception against the Bills and the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, he played against some of the best defenses in the NFL, his first couple of starts, of course, the dude was going to struggle. But once he started to settle in, Kenny Pickett got better as the season progressed. And if the Pittsburgh Steelers would have started Kenny Pickett week one, like I suggested around this time last season when all you guys were trying to hype up Mitch Trubisky, the Steelers would have been a playoff team last season. If Kenny Pickett would have played the whole entire game against the Carolina Panthers, Pittsburgh would have won that game. Kenny Pickett, in his final eight games as a starter for the Steelers last year, he went 6-2. and two. He led them to four game-winning drives against the Saints, the Colts, the Raiders, and the Ravens. Now, the Steelers going into this season... This is one of their best teams that they've had in recent memory. Not too many people are talking about this, but the Steelers over the last two, three years have been in a quiet rebuild. Mike Tomlin, some way, somehow, has still been able to keep Pittsburgh in the playoff conversation, despite the fact that the roster has somewhat been through 
a little bit of an overhaul. The offensive line a couple of years ago was extremely old. You had to get younger on that side. Then you had to bring in Kenny Pickett. You had to help him adjust to the NFL game. And that was a large reason why the Steelers decided to retain Matt Canada. You also have fans who root for the Baltimore Ravens and the Bengals and the Browns who say, man, y'all got a trash offensive coordinator. Matt Canada isn't a great offensive coordinator. But you also have to remember, part of a young quarterback being successful is making sure that you can maintain stability on the coaching staff. Anytime you change an offensive coordinator early into a young quarterback stint, it affects his development because then he has to learn a whole entirely new system with new terminology. Do y'all not remember what happened with Marcus Mariota when he was with the Tennessee Titans? The dude had a new offensive coordinator damn near every single season. Similar situation with Jameis Winston. When you look at some of the most successful quarterbacks in the NFL... Right now, most of them have had the same head coach or either the same offensive coordinator for at least their first couple of seasons in the league. Look at Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills when they brought in Brian Dable. Brian Dable just wasn't there for Josh Allen's first season and then dipped. He was a large reason why Josh Allen has matured into the quarterback that he is today. The Steelers... Going into the 2023 NFL season, have one of the best teams that they've had in recent memory. The offensive line has improved. You have a really good and young, talented wide receiver core. You got Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, who, like Kenny Pickett, is going to be in for a breakout season. And we already know the Pickett to Pickens connection is going to end up being electric this year. And then you have Najee Harris in the backfield. Kenny Pickett has all the necessary tools at his disposal to have a breakout season for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You can say Kenny Pickett doesn't have the talent to become a top five quarterback in the league. Okay, you don't need to have a top five quarterback to win in the NFL. You don't have to be Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson to win in the National Football League. I witnessed Joe Burrow take the Cincinnati Bengals in his second season coming off an ACL injury to the Super Bowl behind one of the worst offensive lines to ever make it to a Super Bowl in the history of this league. Joe Burrow isn't the most talented quarterback in the game, but you want to know what makes Joe Burrow so cerebral? The dude has a high football IQ, and he doesn't make a lot of mistakes with the football. Kenny Pickett, after his first month starting in the league, only had one interception. Not too many people talk about that, but all people want to do on Twitter is try to judge Kenny Pickett based off his stats. Actually go back and watch the games. And even when you watch that Miami game, yeah, he threw three interceptions in that game, but the Steelers still had a really good chance at winning that game. The problem with Kenny Pickett in that Dolphins game was that he would put the Steelers in a position to win the game, he would drive Pittsburgh downfield, and then he would make a rookie mistake. Either he would try to force the ball into a window that he had no business throwing it to, or he just didn't see a defender there. That's what comes when you have a rookie quarterback. No rookie quarterback has mistake-free rookie season. 
everybody tends to make a lot more mistakes their first season starting as a quarterback in the NFL compared to after. Kenny Pickett improved every single game he played. This dude got better game after game. And I was telling you guys right before the season that he should be the starting quarterback. When you look at how he performed in the preseason, the dude had control of the offense. He had the respect of his teammates. He should have been starting week one. If Kenny Pickett would have played the whole entire season last year, starting from week one to week 17, Pittsburgh would have been a playoff team. They would have won 10 games. The whole narrative that Kenny Pickett isn't good, his ceiling is no higher than a top 12 quarterback like you don't know that at this you guys have to remember this part of the reason why quarterbacks end up being successful are one the organization that they get drafted to two the coaching staff and three how well that organization is able to build around them Kenny Pickett has all three of those things I think that we can all agree even if you're a fan of the Browns, the Bengals, or the Ravens, that the Steelers are still one of the best-ran franchises in the league. Mike Tomlin has been coaching his tail off over the last couple of years. Mike Tomlin has damn near been a top three, top five head coach. For the last three seasons, many people in the media have said, man, this is going to be the year that Mike Tomlin has his first losing season. And every single year, Mike Tomlin continues to prove you clowns wrong. When are you guys going to stop doubting the Pittsburgh Steelers organization? When you have a great organization that has a good infrastructure, nine times out of ten, your young quarterback is going to be fine. People make it seem like the Steelers are this terribly ran organization that has no idea what they're doing when it comes to Kenny Pickett. And that's not the case. This is a really talented team that the Pittsburgh Steelers have going into this season. You're going to have a good defense. You already know that. But this offense is going to be way more improved than what it was last year, even if you have Matt Canada calling the plays. Kenny Pickett is going to elevate. Kenny Pickett, with the fact that he's still going to be having the same offensive coordinator, not having to learn a new system, is only going to benefit him. And as Kenny Pickett continues to put the work in and continues to develop, the better the quarterback, the better the guy calling the plays looks. You want to know why? Because good quarterbacks are able to elevate their offensive coordinators. Great offensive coordinators make any quarterback look better than what they are, but great quarterbacks make offensive coordinators look elite. Look at Tom Brady with Josh McDaniels. Look at Patrick Mahomes with Airbnb. Enemy. Andy Reid, if you have a good quarterback, most of the times the offensive coordinator is also going to look good as well. So if Kenny Pickett continues to elevate his play, then Matt Canada is going to look better in the process also. Kenny Pickett is going to break out for the Steelers this year, man. Like this is a really talented team. You bring in Allen Robinson. You have Deontay Johnson. George Pickens is going to have a monster year. This is the best offensive line that Pittsburgh has had in some times with Najee in the backfield. I don't get all of the Kenny Pickett slander. And I'll admit, I wasn't extremely enthusiastic when Pittsburgh drafted Kenny Pickett in the first round and 
the previous year's draft. I wanted Malik Willis. And of course, many people are looking back on that because I made a real or short, whatever you want to call it, not uploaded it. So many people climb me for it now. But I love Kenny Pickett. And I'm going to stand by Kenny Pickett. I believe in Kenny Pickett. And it's not because I'm a Steelers fan. I'm not forcing myself to like Kenny Pickett. I don't have to force myself to like anything just because I'm a Steelers fan. Like, people think just because I'm a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers that every opinion is just biased. And no, the hell it's not. I come out here on this platform almost every single day and go to bat for Joe Burrow being the second best quarterback in the league. Same thing with Lamar Jackson. I'm far from biased. So if I didn't believe in Kenny Pickett, I'd flat out come out and say, I don't believe in Kenny Pickett. Just like how I tried to tell a lot of you guys last offseason that Mitch Trubisky was going to be trash. And guess what he was? Freaking trash. We should have started Kenny Pickett week one. So the Steelers would have been a playoff team last season with Kenny Pickett starting. Imagine how good this team's going to be year two with Kenny Pickett under the helm at quarterback. Kenny Pickett, one thing I love about this guy is that he may not start the game out well, but in the fourth quarter with the game on the line, the guy gets it done. And that's all I really care about. I don't need Kenny Pickett to be a top five quarterback. I don't give a damn if he's the best quarterback in the NFL or average quarterback in the NFL. The only thing that matters is the wins and the losses. And what Kenny Pickett did his last eight games as a starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers last season was go six and two and find ways to win games. Sometimes it was via his arm. Sometimes it was with his leg. People say, man, he doesn't have the strongest arm. Who cares? Who cares if he doesn't have the strongest arm? Who cares if he isn't the most physically imposing quarterback? All that really matters is that Kenny Pickett wins games. Kenny Pickett looked better than Deshaun Watson his last eight games. So, I mean, I don't really understand all of the Kenny Pickett slander, the Kenny Pickett hate. A lot of you guys got to go back and watch the actual games and try, and stop trying to be box score analysts. You're trying to analyze Kenny Pickett based off the box score and you leave out a lot of context when you do that. That's why they say watch the games, not the box score. Kenny Pickett is going to have a breakout season for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the Steelers are going to return to the postseason this year. Now, the Steelers are going to make a deep playoff run? Probably not. If I had to pick right now, I still believe that the Bengals or either the Ravens are going to make it to the AFC Conference Championship game. But I do expect the Steelers to at least be able to make it to the division round. And even if they lose in the wildcard round, like I would be okay with that. This is still a pretty young team. All I'm looking for is improvement. And all Kenny Pickett did last season after his first after his first month starting after October was get better. Aaron Rodgers is officially a member of the New York Jets. And, you know, the media was trying to make it seem like, man, this ain't going to work at all. You know, Aaron Rodgers probably ain't going to try to connect with his new young teammates. He probably isn't going to be all that hands-on when it comes to building chemistry and camaraderie with the new receivers he's going to be throwing the football to. And all Aaron Rodgers has done is stick it to the media. And I was telling a lot of my homies this Aaron Rodgers is the kind of person that likes proving people wrong. He likes toying with the media. All the media narrative was about Aaron Rodgers is kind of like 
He's just this crazy old hippie kind of quarterback who just runs to the beat of his own drum. He doesn't really try to do anything for the betterment of the team. And then he goes to the New York Jets. He shows up the OTAs, albeit he says that he doesn't plan on showing up to every practice. But one thing that you guys have to remember is that their offensive coordinator is Nathaniel Hackett. And yeah, Nathaniel Hackett was awful when he was the head coach of the Denver Broncos. But luckily enough, him and Aaron Rodgers have a good relationship. And Aaron Rodgers already knows the system that Nathaniel Hackett is going to be running. So there's not really a reason why he needs to be going to all the OTA practices. It's not like he's not showing up to any of them at all. He's bonded with his new teammates. Like everything that the media said about Aaron Rodgers has kind of been proven wrong by him up to this point. Oh, how's he going to connect with the younger teammates on his roster? Well, he's going to NBA games with them. Sauce Gardner loves him. The whole team loves him. As soon as he got traded to the New York Jets, nearly the whole entire New York Jets roster changed their profile pictures on social media to Aaron Rodgers and his University of Cal jersey. The New York Jets locker room loves Aaron Rodgers. They've rallied around Aaron Rodgers. They kind of view Aaron Rodgers like that crazy uncle that's a little bit out there, but he's just cool. That's Aaron Rodgers with the New York Jets, and that's what the New York Jets need. The New York Jets went 7-10 last year with Joe Flacco, Zach Wilson, and Mike White at quarterback. They don't need MVP Aaron Rodgers. People keep asking, is Aaron Rodgers going to return to his MVP form? He may not. But they don't need him to be MVP Aaron Rodgers. All they need is consistent quarterback play. And even though Aaron Rodgers is up there in age, you can still get that. If you can go 7-10 and 10 with Zach Wilson, Flacco, and Mike White, then you can at least go 9-8, 10-7 or better with Aaron Rodgers at the helm. Yes, Aaron Rodgers had a down year in 2022, but it's not like the Green Bay Packers had the best situation last season. And everything that Aaron Rodgers kind of asked for in Green Bay that he didn't receive, he's gotten with the New York Jets. How many Packers fans for years have been saying that Aaron Rodgers needed more help and the Packers refused to give it to him? Every year, the first round of the draft rolls around and Packers fans are praying to God that their GM drafts a wide receiver just for them to spend it on a defensive player or an offensive lineman or something. He goes to the New York Jets. He says, hey, I want him, him, and him, and the New York Jets make it happen. The situation that Aaron Rodgers is in right now is really similar to the situation that Tom Brady walked into back in 2020 with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Why did Tom Brady leave the New England Patriots? One, because Bill Belichick didn't really value him as much. And two, the Patriots were unwilling to give Tom Brady more weapons needed for him to still be able to compete at a high level at his age. Aaron Rodgers shouldn't be asked to carry a squad the way he was asked to carry the Green Bay Packers over the last couple of years. When you have an older aging quarterback, of course he's going to need more help. And the New York Jets have given Aaron Rodgers that. They went out, 
They signed Alan Lazard. They signed Randall Cobb. Robert Sala came out and tried to knock the report that, man, the New York Jets, we weren't really bending to Aaron Rodgers' wishes, man. Stop the cap, man. Aaron Rodgers told y'all who he wanted, and nearly all the rumored players that Aaron Rodgers said he wanted, guess what? They're all on the roster now. Randall Cobb, fam? You mean to tell me that you just went out to sign Randall Cobb because you just thought he was a good fit? Stop the cap, Robert Sala. You know Aaron Rodgers told y'all boys to go out there and sign Randall Cobb and get Alan Lazard and get these players and y'all made it happen because y'all were desperate. New York is desperate. These boys haven't been to the AFC Championship since what? Rex Ryan? 2010? That's when I first started watching football. So of course, you were going to have to appease Aaron Rodgers if you wanted him to come to the Big Apple and play for you. And now you got him. And now all Aaron Rodgers has to do is uphold his end of the bargain, which I believe that he will. The offensive line is kind of the biggest concern that everybody has, but this offensive line is pretty solid. Okay, you're going to have Makai Beckton coming back fully healthy. Now, we don't know if he's going to play left tackle or right tackle, but I don't really think it makes too much of a difference because I think that this offensive line is set either way. Their offensive guard position is pretty secured. You're going to have Elijah Vera Tucker also coming back fully healthy. You have a really good rushing attack with Brees Hall coming back fully healthy. You have an incredible group of wide receivers. This is the best wide receiving core that Aaron Rodgers has ever had in his whole entire career. I mean, at best, he had Jordy Nelson at his prime, and then you had Devontae Adams. But when's the last time you can say Aaron Rodgers had a wide receiver core that was this talented and this deep. Garrett Wilson was the best rookie wide receiver last year. Alan Lazard is a really good number two. Miko Hartman. You also have Brees Hall. You have a loaded group of running backs. This defense is going to be phenomenal. You don't need Aaron Rodgers to play at an incredibly high level. You don't need Green Bay Packers Aaron Rodgers when he was winning back-to-back MVPs to return, although you would like that, especially when you think about all the money that you're paying him over the next couple of years. But if Aaron Rodgers can at least play at a top-12 level, that's going to be good enough to get the New York Jets to the AFC Championship game because even though the AFC is home to the majority of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, the New York Jets have an outstanding defense. And imagine how better this defense is going to be this season now that they're going to have a competent offense. The offense kind of held back the defense in a way because anytime you get a stop on defense, you go to the sideline, you go over there to get you a little sip of Gatorade, and then all of a sudden you got to return back onto the field 30 seconds later because you got Zach Wilson throwing the interception or your offense is going three and out. Aaron Rodgers... I strongly doubt that he's going to disappoint with the New York Jets. Now, I don't know what your expectations for Aaron Rodgers are, but my expectations are that Aaron Rodgers is going to be a solid QB for the New York Jets. He's going to be better than what they've had at quarterback in the last decade, and he's going to be able to not only get this team to the postseason, but they're going to be able to make a deep postseason run because of how good this defense is and the fact that they now are going to have serviceable quarterback play. Some of you guys make it seem like the New York Jets need Aaron Rodgers to play at a top three, top five level. No, the hell they don't. 
you can still win not having out of this world quarterback play like so many of you guys are just thrown off by the arrival of Patrick Mahomes ever since Patrick Mahomes came into the league so many people's expectations on what a championship quarterback is has been misconstrued we saw the 49ers make it to a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo we saw the 49ers make it to the NFC championship with Brock Purdy hell Seattle was balling out with Geno Smith Geno freaking Smith you don't need to have incredible quarterback play to make it far in the postseason all you need is to have serviceable quarterback play with a quarterback who knows how to take care of the football and also a fantastic defense. This team is good enough to go toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. This is a talented roster and all they really needed was Aaron Rodgers. If you talk to any New York Jets fan last season, they would tell you that they feel they were a quarterback away from making it to the playoffs. Now you have Aaron Rodgers. As long as Aaron Rodgers is serviceable and he doesn't completely fall off the cliff, this New York Jets team is at least going to be able to make it to the playoffs. Now how far are they going to make it to the playoffs? I'm not really going to argue with you guys on that. That's up to you to decide. But in my opinion, I think the Jets are going to be able to make it to the AFC Championship game. Now, if you feel they're going to be able to make it to the wild card round or the divisional round and then they'll end up losing and one of those two rounds okay but I think we mostly should be able to come to an agreement most of us that have a logical understanding of how the NFL works and I think that we can pretty much be assured that the Jets will at least be able to make it to the playoffs the AFC East is pretty tough you got the Dolphins you got the Bills you got to worry about the New England Patriots still. I'm never going to count out Bill Belichick. But the New York Jets, with this defense, the fact that they have a really good team built around Aaron Rodgers, I think they have given Aaron Rodgers everything that he needs to be able to be successful with the New York Jets. Now, what's your expectations for what counts as a successful stint for Aaron Rodgers, that's up to you to decide. Some people may feel like it's Super Bowl a bust for Aaron Rodgers. Some people may be like, man, we just want Aaron Rodgers to get us to the playoffs. I don't know. But I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to be good with the New York Jets. I don't think this isn't going to work out. I don't think this is going to crash and burn. And I was listening to Peyton Manning when he did a recent episode on the Pat McAfee show. And even he was saying he expects this to work out simply for the fact that Aaron Rodgers is going to be reunited with Nathaniel Hackett. And that's a large reason for why Peyton Manning was successful when he ended up getting released by the Colts and going to the Denver Broncos. A big reason why he was able to be successful up there in the mile high was because the Denver Broncos ended up running plays and formations that Peyton Manning was similar with Back in his time with Indianapolis. Same thing with Tom Brady. Like Tom Brady went to the Buccaneers. And of course they tried to do their own thing. But eventually they said you know what. Let's try to do things that worked for Tom Brady. When he was successful with New England. It's not like the New York Jets are going to get Aaron Rodgers. And he's learning a system that's completely foreign to him. 
like Russell Wilson did last year when he got traded to the Denver Broncos. Anytime you have a quarterback that has good chemistry and a good understanding of what his offensive coordinator wants to do, his tendencies, most of the times it ends up working out. So I don't really see Aaron Rodgers disappointing with the New York Jets. I think it's going to work. Now the Detroit Lions, man, I was on Twitter the other night and I saw a Chicago Bears fan talking about why the Detroit Lions getting so much hype. These boys haven't been anything since blah, 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 blah. They haven't won a championship since blah, 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 blah. Like, who cares? Stop trying to judge teams based off history. The Detroit Lions that you knew from way back when is not the same Detroit Lions team that you are about to see this season. You want to know why people are hyped up about the Detroit Lions this year? Maybe it's because they went 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. Their only losses during that stretch came to the Buffalo Bills on Thanksgiving, which they nearly won that game. They only lost 28-25. to Then they had that upset loss to the Carolina Panthers when the Carolina Panthers were smacking them on the ground. And don't say, oh, JT, like they only went 8-2 during that stretch because they didn't play any good teams. They beat three playoff teams, fam. They beat the New York Giants 31-18, they smacked Jacksonville 40-14, and they beat the Minnesota Vikings 34-23. So it's not like they were beating bad teams. They were beating playoff teams. And not just by one score, they were smacking them by a pretty good margin. Jared Goff was playing at a top 10 level during the second half of last season. Some of you guys may not want to admit it, but Jared Goff this year very well could be a top 10 quarterback. He completed 67% of his passes, 15 touchdowns to zero interceptions during the second half of the 2022 NFL season. You have offensive coordinator Ben Johnson returning. This guy was getting head coaching interviews. You have a top five offensive line. You add running back Jameer Gibbs, who is going to be a really versatile chess piece on this New York Giant, well, on this Detroit Lions offense. You can move him all around. This guy isn't just a running back. You can also line him up in the slot. He's a really good route runner for a running back. And if you keep him at running back, not only is this guy a home run threat every time he touches the football, but also how many linebackers in the NFL are going to be able to cover Jameer Gibbs? I mean, he's really fast, and he runs incredibly good routes for a running back. And trying to defend that, coming out of the backfield, if you're a linebacker, there's not too many linebackers in the league that have the coverage ability to slow down Jameer Gibbs. You also have David Montgomery, who's a pretty solid back. This defense is most definitely going to be way better this season compared to what it was last year. This defense was the Achilles heel for the Detroit Lions. They had to damn near outscore everybody to win. You improved the secondary. You had Emmanuel Mosley, former Steelers cornerback Cam Sutton. You got Chauncey Gardner-Johnson on a really cheap deal. And then you draft linebacker Jack Campbell, who many Lions fans were hoping to get. Going into the draft, you also get a really good defensive back in Brian Branch out of Alabama. And your pass rush is pretty good with Aiden Hutchinson, James Houston. Although I would have loved for them to find a way to get Jalen Carter. Imagine if they had Jalen Carter 
with Aiden Hutchinson and James Houston. That would have been nasty. But they don't got Jalen Carter. He went to the Philadelphia Eagles. But I still think that this defense is going to be way better this season than what it was last year. And plus, I mean, outside of the Minnesota Vikings, who really can you look at in this division right now and say, oh, yeah, like, they got a chance at winning this thing other than the Detroit Lions. Like, if you were betting money right now who you thought was going to win the NFC North, you probably would be putting your money on the Detroit Lions. I mean, you're going to put your money on Minnesota? A little bit understandable, but outside of Minnesota and Detroit, who else is really going to be challenging for this division? You trust Jordan Love? Even though Jordan Love could very well surprise us all and end up being good, you want to trust the Chicago Bears? They're still a pretty young team that still has a good amount of holes to work on. If you were betting money right now, put your fandom aside, put your bias and your historical disdain for the Detroit Lions aside, and look at this roster for what they have right now. This is probably the most talented team in their division. So if you put your bias aside, you say, yeah, JT, like I think Detroit probably is the favorite to win this division. And you can say, well, JT, you know it's the Lions. Like I hate that argument. The Lions aren't good because they're the Lions. Like what the hell is that argument? That's one of the lamest arguments that people make when it comes to saying why the Detroit Lions aren't going to be good this year. The Browns were the Browns. And they went to the playoffs for the first time in how many years in 2020? Like, you can't judge teams based on history. Judging teams based off history is something that casuals do. And I like to think that most of you guys who listen to this podcast are not casuals. Because I hate arguing with casuals. And if you are a casual, nothing against you. It's just that, you know, you need to... Look at the game from a deeper lens. Stop looking at the game from a surface level standpoint. History doesn't determine the outcomes of games. Just because the Detroit Lions weren't good in the past doesn't mean that's going to come back to haunt them this year. You want to know why? Because this is a new Detroit Lions team. They don't have Matt Patricia as their head coach anymore. You don't have Bob Quinn as your GM anymore. This is a completely new Detroit Lions team and organization from the one that many of you guys previously known. They don't have Jim Caldwell as their head coach anymore. This is a new team. You guys have to judge teams for what they are right now and stop judging teams based off their past because history does not determine the outcomes of games. The Detroit Lions are going to have one of the most explosive offenses in the NFL this year. And their defense is probably going to be a top 15 unit. And that's that worst case scenario. This is one of the best rosters in the NFC top to bottom. I would love for the wide receiving core to get some additional help. I don't know who out there right now for agency they could bring in who could somewhat be serviceable. But you are going to have Jamison Williams who returns when he comes back from his suspension. I'm expecting him to have a breakout season this year for the Detroit Lions. I mean, they traded up to get him. And then they had to pretty much wait nearly the whole entire season until late to get this guy on the field. So hopefully when he comes back, he's able to get into the floor of things. He gets involved in the offense and he ends up going off. The Detroit Lions, man, 
This team is getting hype because they went eight into their last 10 games and they have a really good roster. Top five offensive line. Jared Goff was playing at a top 10 level at the end of last year. Your defense has improved. And Dan Campbell, man, this is somebody who is one of my favorite head coaches in the NFL. And I think a large reason why the Detroit Lions have so many primetime games this year is because people want to watch the Detroit Lions. You want to know why? Because the Lions were kind of the Cinderella of the NFL last season. Everybody was rooting for the Detroit Lions. Even if you were a fan of the opposing team, you still were rooting for Detroit at times. Just be honest, like, you didn't, like, if your team beat Detroit, you was like, okay, yeah, we beat the Lions. But if your team lost to Detroit, you was like, man, I mean, we lost to the Lions, but I would not lose to a better group of guys than Detroit. I mean, how can you not root for Dan Campbell? I remember when Dan Campbell was breaking down after a loss, just breaking down tears in the post-game press conference. Like, that's raw emotion. You can tell, like, the Detroit Lions, this locker room, they rally behind Dan Campbell. He gets these guys amped up. He kind of reminds me a little bit of Mike Tomlin in a sense. He's a motivator. He knows how to get the most out of his guys. The Detroit Lions, man, I think that this team is going to live up to the hype. Now, I don't know how many games they're going to win because I don't do record predictions in May. But if I had to give you guys a projection, I probably would have them somewhere around 10 to 12 wins. The Detroit Lions are going to live up to the hype. I know it's been a while since Detroit Lions fans actually had a reason to have expectations. But this Detroit Lions team... I would be extremely, extremely surprised if this team wasn't as good as what a lot of people think they will be. This is it for this episode of the JT Sports Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, rate us five stars on Apple and Spotify. Share this episode of the podcast on your social media platforms with your friends, family members, and acquaintances. And I will see you guys shortly with another episode of the JT Sports Podcast.